Welcome to Hypnotica Diet. Today, we are going to talk about the nutritional value of beverages. Part 1. The Importance of Water Consumption The body consists of between 65 and 85% water, and it is a vital component in the day-to-day -day maintenance of all your body's processes, from helping you keep those good looks for longer, to keeping your bowels nice and regular. The recommended amount of water we should drink per day is between 8 and 10 glasses. But where else does it go? What else does it do? And why do so many professionals say we need to drink so much? This guide will shed some light on those questions. Water has a big effect on your organs. It lowers the risk of kidney stones. It aids in concentration in the brain, makes the stomach feel full for longer, it reduces strain on the heart, and it keeps bronchial tubes moist in the lungs. Perhaps the simplest way to explain why water consumption is so vital is to look at how our organs respond to the water that we drink. So, let's do that. Where possible, I will use relevant studies to explore current scientific thinking on water consumption, but I'll try and keep it light. Let's start with the organ we all associate with water, your bladder. Although urine is liquid, that doesn't mean that the waste proteins in it are always diluted. In fact, they can look sort of like trails of washing powder. Without a decent amount of clear fluid passing through your system on a regular basis, this waste builds up and can hang around in your bladder or urinary tract for hours as crystals, potentially causing infections such as cystitis. Think about the lime scale in your washing machine. It gets all thick and gloopy and eventually causes issues with your washer. The same is true of your bladder. It never stops working because of sediment, but if there's a buildup of bacteria that can't leave immediately via your wee, you're likely to get an infection. Several studies show that drinking more can reduce the risk of bladder and urinary tract infections, even in cases where the problem has been hard to shift in the past. While it is no longer put about that tea and coffee can be dehydrating, urology professionals still suggest that water will help regulate the concentration and flow of your urine much more quickly than most other beverages, and is the most recommended beverage for those with urinary catheters. To use a travel metaphor, water is a plane ride. Coffee, tea, and juice are like a long coach trip. The coach trip gives you more of a flavor of your journey, with nice views and so on, but it takes 13 hours on the road, and by the end of it, you're kind of drained. If you want to get to your destination ASAP, you really need the plane. Moving to the super serious end of the scale, some studies propose that chronic dehydration may increase your risk of bladder cancer because your body is not diluting and flushing out any carcinogens as quickly as it should. In 1999, Mashad published a study which monitored the daily clear fluid intake of 47,909 men over a period of 10 years. The results suggest that those who consumed more than 2.5 liters per day reduced their risk of bladder cancer by up to 49%. Water is one of the best liquids for flushing out your system naturally. 
but recently, scientists have advised against drinking too much tap water because the cleaning process can leave behind small traces of chemicals that could damage your bladder in high concentrations. This means that two or three glasses of tap water is fine each day, but those wanting to sup water all day long should consider mineral water as the electrolytes that it contains help to restore your body's natural resources that can be lost really easily when we sweat. Since the amount of liquid that it takes to be fully hydrated can vary widely from person to person, the quickest way to tell if you're hydrated is to check the color of your urine. It might seem gross, but all you have to do is take a quick peek before you flush. Without going into deluxe color chart territory, what color is it? Healthy urine should look almost like white wine, with barely any yellow tint to it, and certainly no orange or brown tint. Bear in mind that foods or supplements high in vitamin B can make your urine look bright yellow, so color might not be a helpful gauge if you take lots of vitamins. Your digestive system, stomach, intestines, liver, pancreas, and gallbladder. Drinking water helps to curb your appetite. Drinking water about 20 minutes before a meal will help you to feel full for longer. Drinking water while you eat can help relieve constipation because the intestine is cleaned out and the stool absorbs the water, so it's easy to ahem, pass. As well as helping your stomach, intestines, and bowel, water is good for the other organs in your digestive system, namely your pancreas, liver, and gallbladder. Like the kidney, the gallbladder is vulnerable to developing stones if bacteria cannot pass through it. Water is key for keeping your gallbladder cleansed and preventing infection. Your liver is incredibly important for regulating your metabolism because it converts carbohydrates into fat and protein cells. Whatever it can't break down is stored as fat cells, which is counterproductive to your weight loss goals. Without water, your blood becomes thicker and thus much more harder for your liver to process. Again, this is not only means that your metabolism is slower, it also means that the liver cannot filter other waste products out of the blood as quickly as it should, so you're leaving yourself open to lots of different illnesses by not drinking enough water. Water is much better for your pancreas than sugary drinks like juice or pop, because these force the pancreas to work overtime in order to create enough enzymes to break the sugar down and regulate your blood sugars. A recent study suggested that those who drink two glasses of fizzy pop per day could be doubling their chances of pancreatic cancer. While not all experts agree that this is the case, many still advise that sugary drinks should be consumed much less often than water because of the potential strain they cause the pancreas. Your kidneys. A recent French study suggests that while mild to moderate dehydration does not mess with the kidney's ability to filter waste and regulate your body's fluid levels, not drinking enough can lead to kidney stones because of a calcium buildup in the kidneys. Basically, it's the whole washing machine set up again, but with your kidneys this time. When you're highly dehydrated, the renin-angiotensin system, good luck pronouncing that one, stops your kidneys from releasing urine into the bladder in an attempt to cling on to the fluid that your body needs to function. Unfortunately, this means that you cannot wee or sweat as much until you restore your liquid balance. Convenient? No. 
in holding on to the urine rather than passing it down to the bladder, which is better equipped to deal with it, you run the risk of permanent kidney damage, which in simple terms means the organs that filter rubbish out of your blood and turn it into urine become less effective. Not great. Your heart. According to the Oxford Journal of Epidemiology, those who drink other beverages than water on a regular basis may be at a higher risk of heart disease than those who drink primarily water. Chan et al. monitored the drinking habits of 8,280 male participants and 12,017 female participants between the ages of 38 and 100, none of whom had a history of heart problems. The results suggest that those who drink more water than other beverages are less likely to develop heart disease than those who drink juices, hot beverages, and fizzy drinks. Your lungs. For asthma and allergy sufferers especially, adequate hydration is vital for keeping well. Water reduces the effect of histamines on the lungs, which means that in some cases, allergies no longer cause the bronchial tubes to constrict and sufferers do not have as much trouble with breathing. Your brain. According to Colbert, your brain cells are approximately between 70 and 85% water. No other organ is made up of more. Water is necessary for creating and maintaining neurotransmitters, which are essentially responsible for sending messages around your body. If neurotransmitters do not have the resources to repair and mend, it can affect your memory, your body's ability to regulate its temperature, and the overall effectiveness of the oxygen flow to your cells. The water content of your body decreases vastly with age. A newborn baby's body is made up of 80% water, but by the time a person reaches pensionable age, the water in their body can be as low as 60%. Furthermore, Colbert states that the body's thirst signal diminishes as we get older, meaning they are prone to dehydration. Some studies go as far as to say that dehydration could be a contributing factor in the development of senile memory problems. As you can probably see, water is a key player in keeping your body at the top of its game, affecting your appetite, bones, concentration, drive, energy level. Gosh, I think I'll stop now before I tackle the whole alphabet. This is all for today. I'll be back with more interesting information.